using BIM also allows us to better understand the impact of the changes that we suggest on the whole project. Hi, I'm Prab Banga. And I'm Adam Borgatti. Welcome to the Road to Net Zero. Acon's sustainability podcast. Welcome, everybody. Uh, in this episode, I have some special guests from our Montreal office joining us today. Uh, and we are discussing how ACON uses BIM to facilitate the implementation of the Envision Sustainable Infrastructure Framework within our infrastructure projects. For those of you uh, who also listen, there is a French version this round. And I apologize in advance for my introductions and my cues uh, for our experts here. But uh, bear with me uh, on that one. And uh, we've got the English version here for you now. So what is Envision? It's a sustainable infrastructure framework that was created in 2010. And Envision's objective is to generate significant necessary improvements in terms of performance and resilience of our physical infrastructure throughout the sustainability spectrum. Most of our public clients now are actually requesting that we align our projects with Envision. Clement, why don't you chat a little bit more about that? For sure. So um, Envision actually provides us with the framework and the incentives that are required for us as a construction company to uh, initiate a systemic change within our infrastructure project. So it also provides us with sustainability metrics that we can apply to all type and sizes of civil infrastructure. It is a complete framework of 64 criteria that encompass the complex range of environmental, social, and economic impact that need to be addressed in order to determine how a project has integrated sustainability in its design, construction, and operation. Our clients establish the level of uh, the achievement required, so they usually uh, in the contractual document say whether uh, we have to reach platinum level, gold level, or silver. And it's frequent that we are able, because of our corporate innovation um, tools, to uh, go beyond the client's objective. Excellent. And uh, again, it's only through the use of like innovative technologies that we're able to integrate Envision uh, criteria so early in the process as well. Um, so at Acon, we use BIM to allow the evaluation of a lot of the Envision criteria as early as we can into a process. And it enables our project teams to evaluate potential changes that would improve uh, the sustainability performance of that project. And so we'll now call on uh, my expert colleague here, Yusuf, to tell us a little bit more on how we use BIM. Thank you, Adam. We first need to establish that BIM is not a single nor a series of softwares. BIM as well is not necessarily a three-dimensional model. The fundamentals of BIM is to allow us to have access to a wide range of information during all of the phases of a construction project or a project of some sort. This information is communicated in many ways. In a model, for example, a concrete column can contain information related to the volume, the surface, the MPA, the height, and so on and so forth. In that same model, it is possible that the model has absolutely no information and that the column is just simply a visual representation. The rest of the information could be located in an Excel spreadsheet, for example. In this case, the Excel spreadsheet would be considered being a lot more BIM than the actual model, given that the model is just simply a visual representation and that there's no actual information within it. The primary goal of BIM is to allow information sharing with regards to various discipline and ensure that the information is easily available and truthful as well. Okay, so we've got a little better understanding of what BIM is. And for a finance guy, that was actually quite helpful. Um, 
Prab and I often talk on this podcast about the alphabet soup of all these acronyms. And so maybe before we even jump into your next comment there, we should at least remind the audience what BIM stands for um, while you also address ACON strategy in regards to BIM. Sure thing, Adam. Building information, modeling is the representation of BIM. We will also be mentioning that uh, the, we have GIS systems within ACON, which is the Geographical Informational System. In Canada, BIM is currently considered as being um, underdeveloped in the immature stage. The BIM adoption can vary greatly between the industries, and even within the same industry, it can vary from one company to another. At ACON, we use BIM not only for estimating, but for many other aspects of our projects, such as an increased use of 3D modelization and of GIS, a real-time visibility on the evolution of planning and the impacts of cost, project model access on our construction sites thanks to the mobile tools such as tablets, cloud, software, and so forth. This allows coordination of the design with on-site operations. Drawing extraction and validation is another thing that we do here within our group. A monitoring of issues and modifications done on the field as compared to the initial planning design. NCRs would be one of those. Interactive reports on the internet, real-time monitoring of excavated soil quantity, project progress, follow-ups on project material used, and so on and so forth. ACON's strategy with regards to BIM is used on many projects currently at the design stage or in construction stage. Examples under the RAM LRT station at the Montreal airport would be one of them. Gordie Howe International Bridge is another. Angleton Crosstown West Extension and many more. We need to mention that ACON actually received the Best in Innovation Award at the Spotlight Innovation Awards in 2022 for our control of digital delivery on the Angleton Crosstown Extension project. ACON's IDD team pushes innovation in BIM as we try to apply BIM in all possible aspects of our projects. Incredible. I mean, even in my role from a shareholder perspective and in meeting with our investors, it's great to be able to talk about how we're advancing these technologies and using more digitization to not only eliminate waste, um, as we said, meet increasingly environmental standards, but just build the infrastructure of tomorrow much more smartly. And so, you know, I understand one of the aspects in which we can use BIM is to help us with this assessment of the Envision criteria. And so, Clement, it would be great if you could actually see how that weaves into uh, Envision. Totally, and I think that's uh, definitely in line with what you talked about with uh, increasing our um, environmental and sustainability um, performance on our projects. So um, as we receive from a client the Envision target that we need to, uh, to achieve, um, we begin early in the development of the project to evaluate our performance with regard to Envision. So at this stage, the project is only at the design stage, and we absolutely need to use BIM to determine quantities, buffer zones, areas, and, and, uh, and so on for a majority of the Envision criteria that we look at. So we could definitely not do that without BIM at this stage. Um, so using BIM also allows us to better understand the impact of the changes that we suggest on the whole project. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, these projects get so complex. There are so many interfaces and you just, I certainly couldn't imagine at this stage doing it without all this digitization and, and the ability to model this stuff. Um, so maybe, uh, Clement, again, can you give us some examples of when BIM is used to evaluate the Envision criteria or how that weaves into the Envision criteria evaluation? Totally. So I think one of the uh, maybe the easiest example and more um, straightforward example that we, we can use here uh, would be to determine the quantity of recycled materials contained in our built infrastructure. So um, we also use the same method actually to uh, determine net embodied carbon, which is essentially the carbon that we emit 
as part of manufacturing, transporting, and supplying uh, or procured goods for, for our projects. Uh, so both of those aspects are included within the Envision framework, and we use BIM for both of those aspects uh, to evaluate our um, Envision performance. To add on to that, Klima, to simply explain this application using BIM during the design stage, a 3D model is prepared with parameters that are attached to both the quantity of recycled materials as well as to the embodied carbon in each piece. For the recycled material calculation, a code with a value is assigned to each concerned element. Once the quantity reports are generated, there would be a column indicating the quantities of the recycled materials in each piece. It is the same concept to which is applied for the calculation of the embodied carbon. With these two calculations, we are able to assess the envisioning criteria for recycled materials as well as for embodied carbon. And so, as I understand it, without BIM, it would be super difficult to estimate this at the proposal stage. Uh, you were mentioning that Envision is also looking at soil movement on our sites. And so how do you determine these quantities so early in the process as well? Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent question. And that would be, I think, our second example that Yusuf will be able to, to detail. Uh, but the soil movement criterion on the Envision has uh, as an objective to maximize the reuse of the excavated soil on the site and limit the quantity that has to be moved off site. Uh, it also wants us to look at limiting the quantity of soils that we move on site from outside the site. So um, this requires important and complex calculation that are easily done with BIM uh, with our preliminary design elements and that Yusuf is always happy to help us with. Thank you, Clément. In this example, with BIM, we actually modelize each soil layer thanks to the borehole information we receive often in the beginning of the project. For example, in a project, we have three distinct layers of soil. Let's say that we have the vegetal topsoil on top, we have some clay and some gray clay at the very bottom. As part of this project, we were only allowed to reuse the clay and the gray clay at the bottom to build our retention basins. Using BIM, we overlaid the basin structures with the soil layers and we were able to estimate the ratio of soils reused as part of the construction of the basins against the soils that we will have to dispose off site. This quickly gives us a percentage of soil reused on site, allowing us to evaluate the envision criteria with regards to reuse of excavation material. And I think finally, uh, one last example that we could mention um, with regards to the use of uh, BIM for uh, Envision would be the assessment of our performance with regards to uh, the invasive alien species management. So uh, following an on-site inventory done uh, by a field technician, we use a GIS tool which allows us to see the spatial distribution of the invasive species on our sites. From this spatial distribution, and as we know the size of the roots and, and shoots, uh, we're able to estimate the volume of invasive alien species that we need to treat or dispose of um, somewhere else. Uh, so these calculations allow us to determine whether we'll be able to manage the minor and major infestation, whether the ones that are currently occurring or the one that we may face in the future of the project. Uh, and this is all required to assess the Envision criterion because it's based on minor, major infestation evaluation. And just incredible. I mean, you're starting to see these trends develop with AI, and, and I can only imagine that they're going to get smarter and smarter as things come along here. And so I think we're in the early innings of what we see as a very, very long uh, game here and uh, happy to be at the forefront with you gentlemen. Um, so, you know, once again, I want to really, really thank Clement and Yusuf for all of your insights and what you've shared today. And uh, stay tuned and watch this space for more exciting uh, developments. Thank you for having us, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Mm -hmm.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast. <music>